And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Good morning and welcome. It's a Friday. We made it. All right. Yeah, that's just great. All right, let's uh, hit some of the topics uh, here. It's been a very, very busy week. Some of the things we didn't uh, get to here. Mm. I wish I could have uh, seen this. The uh, the leftist patriotic millionaires. There's uh. a group called Patriotic Millionaires. They were first formed in 2010 okay. to demand an end to the George W. Bush tax cuts. All right. Uh, and they refused on Tuesday to voluntarily pay higher taxes. Hmm. Morris Pearl, a former BlackRock executive, chairs the group, and members include filmmaker Abigail Disney, uh, business person Steve Stilberstein, lawyer Robert Kaplan, uh, and more. On Tuesday, the group held a press conference in which uh, lawmakers such as Representative Jayapal uh, and Jimmy Gomez, the Democrat from uh, California, who, by the way, because he has decided, uh, Jimmy Gomez, we hit him the other day when he was out and calling uh, the Republicans who uh, passed the legislation uh, in the House to protect women and girls in sports, he called them bigots. Yeah. And we said, well, from now on, Jimmy Gomez, because that's what they choose to do, name call, without explaining anything. Well, then we will gladly let everybody know that Representative Jimmy Gomez is a sexist and a misogynist and is promoting child abuse. So we can all do the name calling. Yeah, right. If that's the game. Right. Now make your point with the salient argument. He can't. Mm. But they were all there. And talking about the fact that the rich should pay more. Stephen Moore, the economist, was there, Mm -hmm. the co-founder of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And he asked the so-called patriotic millionaires that if they were patriotic and it was morally right for the rich to pay more, 
would they voluntarily pay more in taxes to the federal government? Mm. Moore said the leftist millionaires won't sign a pledge to pay the taxes that they endorse. Abigail Disney, a Walt Disney uh, Company heiress, said it's time to enact a new tax code that requires those that benefited the most from America's economic structure to recycle a significant portion of that benefit back into our society rather than allowing them to amass fortunes so large that they threaten our democracy. When When Moore presented the leftist millionaires with the option to pledge to pay higher taxes, they all refused to do so. It's about changing the system. Disney said it's disingenuous to say that a voluntary tax payment would lead to educational reforms, but that's not the point. You're saying you have too much money, and it's morally right that you should pay more. And you can, but you won't. Right. You can still work on the legislation to get everybody, but if you got all the rich leftist billionaires you'd you'd solve if you got all the rich leftist billionaires to donate you probably would have over 50 percent of the problem solved yes and if it's the morality they're talking about Mm -hmm. that we need more money to go into the government they can do that today And you can still work at changing the system, but you can help today. And set the example. You know what I think it is? It's what we've always said about liberals to begin with. These are liberal billionaires that are calling for something that they they know is never going to happen. Exactly. And And pretend like that they want it. Right. They pretend that they want it, and then they can sit there with their higher morality and say, yep, we're promoting what for 10 years... That's something that's impossible. Now, we're not going to help solve the problem mm-hmm. and and have a better morality for billionaires such as ourselves where we can voluntarily pay these taxes to help the people that we claim need to be helped with higher taxes. We can solve over 50% of the problem today. Yeah. We just get all the leftist billionaires to agree to do it Right, and you've solved half of the problem, and you can still fight for the other half to do it. But mm-hmm. no, what it is, we are going to fight for what we know is never going to happen, and then we actually don't have to do it, and we can sit here and virtue signaling, or virtue signal, excuse me. Yep. We can pretend that we actually want something to be done, when actually we've proven it's been... And and Warren Buffett has done this repeatedly, and and he was asked one time on CNBC, maybe more than one time, but I saw it this one time. Well, you could pay more in taxes. Well, no, 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 that's not how it works. Actually, it is. Yeah. Well, it was set so up that ex- way. It, it yeah. it's it's not illegal to do it. There is a process in which you can do it. So yeah, that's actually how it works. Yeah. You just don't want to. It is how you do it. It's set up that mm-hmm. way. So, as and they write here, the so-called patriotic millionaires can donate any time to the U.S. government. Stephen Moore said it's a little bit of hypocrisy when a bunch of millionaires get together to raise taxes, but they're not willing to pay 
uh, them themselves. I mean, what a great example you could set to other billionaires oh my gosh, to yeah. help push that forward. Sure. You pay much greater taxes now. Yeah. And then you push forward. You, you lead by example. Yeah, and and we can also see by your actions what you how you really feel about it because you're not doing that, and you also have shown, like the Warren Buffetts of the world, that you believe that your money is better spent if you give it to charity or something else, right? Mm-hmm. That it is a more efficient process through philanthropy. You can, especially these days. You can ensure that your money is going to go further to help individuals. And that's been proven as well because we see how many rich people give their money to nonprofits, which is a great thing. In fact, Buffett is leaving the majority of his wealth to charity. Why why isn't he leaving it to the government? Right. You can. Yeah, yeah, you can. Wait a minute. I think the only person, it may not be the only person, but the only one that, that anybody's ever talked about doing anything close to that was Ted Turner. What did he do one time? He gave a million dollars. It was only a million. <laughs> uh, and And what was it? Or I can't remember. The, but it U- was the United Nations. United Nations. Yeah. He just, see, Turner said, I want my memory, you know, to be known that I just flushed it down the toilet. Exactly. I want it. Was, it was I, either, I, I, yeah, give it to the UN or flush it down the toilet. Right. And I would, yeah. Right. And but it the, actually would have been better served flushing it down the toilet because somebody may have found it. <laughs> that was a. And the sewer lines. That was in 1997. He actually yeah. announced one billion. Was it a billion? U- it was okay. a billion to right. the UN. My mistake. And so his thing was, it was, it was it was either give it to the UN or mm. flush it right down the toilet. Yeah. But he figured if he tried to flush it down the toilet, he'd have to call a plumber. Right. And a plumber would be more expensive than a billion right. dollars. And you don't want to do that. Right. You don't so. want to. Plus, you don't want anybody who's working class in your home. <laughs> if you're Ted Turner, you no, no Jane Jane wouldn't allow it back then. <laughs> Gonna have to use a plunger. No, you're not. I'll just sell the house. Um, yeah. Uh, look, it's it is virtue signaling. <laughs> it, it's. They know they're not going to ever get the votes. There won't ever be the votes to to get to where you know what they want, right? So they can sit and and stand behind that all day and go, oh well, we're outraged. No, you're not. No, you're not. You take advantage of each of those. Uh, you guys on the left call them loopholes, but deductions and everything else in business. All the time. Because if you're doing that, which they do, well, you don't have to claim deductions. And uh, we did ask a question again this year because uh, tax day passed again. So mm-hmm. as far as I know, it's at least the 34th time I've asked it. And because mm-hmm. I ask it every year, 
and nobody can ever give me an answer. When they say the rich should pay their fair share, what is their fair share? Now, some might, you know, I'll, I'll give you an idea. Well, hmm. we need to go back. I'll, I'll help my Democrat friends here. Well, we need to go back to when taxes were 90% for million or for millionaires and billionaires. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, when Kennedy, the Democrat, helped lower that, what happened? Right. More money came in. So you may tax at 90%, but you're not getting the revenue. Right. And that was, remember? remember it changes was, the behavior was that Obama, drastically. Was that Obama or Hillary? When they asked, when, when uh, who was it from ABC asked the question at the debate? Remember that? About oh, no, it was, uh, it was Obama, and it was uh, uh, Charles, um, oh, what's his name? that used to be uh, on Good Morning America. Uh, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. And he asked the question, and it was Obama, and he said, well, it doesn't matter that it would actually increase the revenue, his response, Obama's response. We're going to do it out of a sense of fairness. Right. They don't care about um, how they fund the programs. And that was that was always Charlie Gibson. Charles Gibson, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and but but I mean that we and I'll never forget when that happened because we just went wow, yeah. wow, that's it right there. Yep. And and, it's, and we couldn't believe that Obama answered it that way, and then that it didn't get more publicity than it. I mean, it got publicity, but that should have been key because what yep. o, what Obama actually because Obama was agreeing with Charles Gibson. He and didn't if you, deny the, right, the fact. He, he he didn't say, well, that's not correct. Right. He made the assumption that is correct. That if you raise capital gains taxes, you will raise less revenue, right? Which then you'll have less money to help the poor and those in need. So why would you possibly wish to raise it? And he said, because of a sense of fairness. Yep. So the imagery of fairness, and I don't believe it's fairness. I believe it's not the imagery of fairness because fairness would be what do you do to maximize revenue to help people? It is the imagery of of punishment. Right. We wish to punish the 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 rich but that was so telling uh from as we called him the cocktail socialist himself obama where he admitted wow it's got nothing to do with raising more revenue to actually help people it's just we we need to give the image that we'll punish the rich right that's what his statement was right right no it's it is about the punishment and and over and over again their party has demonstrated that that was just one example but they've demonstrated that over and over and we've asked the question what are they doing to help Americans? What are they doing to actually improve your life? How much of their agenda is about going after uh, groups or going after corporations or going after, we're going to go after, we're going to go after every single turn, every campaign promise is about punishment. What about nurturing an environment, and for the federal government, that would mean getting out of the way and allowing the free markets, capitalism, to expand the economy, expand the wealth for everybody in the economy. Nope, we can't have that. We're going to go after. We're going to go after. I promise to go after. And that's exactly what you hear repeatedly and nothing else. 866-90-RED-EYE. 
a decade of partnership between the U.S. and Vietnam on various issues, including over time those involving trade. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack in Vietnam Wednesday told reporters, I had a chance to meet with the Minister of Agriculture and Rural Development, the Trade Minister, as well as the Prime Minister. With discussions, including making the case for Vietnam to continue working to expand access to some of our specialty crops, including nectarines, peaches, lemons, and tangerines. They've just recently opened their market to our grapefruit. Made the case as well that there may be an opportunity as they move from utilizing a blend of bio-based fuel, E5 to E10. There's an opportunity as well for expanded imports of U.S. ethanol. Other updates include approval this week of several biotechnology traits for U.S. farm products by the Vietnamese government and a progress report on joint U.S.-Vietnam vaccination development efforts for African swine fever. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Uh, I'm just, did you notice over the last couple of days more Democrats are coming out and saying Biden needs to negotiate with McCarthy on the the uh, the, the deal, mm. on, on the uh, the uh, the debt cap? Right. Um, I just find it interesting that it seems like, and that after the polling came out that said the majority of Americans uh, believe that, you know, that the president should be willing to negotiate with Republicans and we should and spending, you know, has a significant is is important to do if you're going to raise a debt cap. And I, I believe that the Republicans should be explaining it like if you go to get your debt limit raised, the bank's going to make sure that you can afford to pay it, that you yeah. can pay the interest and you can right. pay 
everything uh, uh, on it. And right. you don't sit there and just keep raising your credit card limit. For the sake of raising Right. For the sake of, of, of raising it, you have to have the ability to to pay it back. And most Americans would go, yeah, well, that's exactly what's happening here. The Republicans are saying the debt limit has gone up so much. The debt and what we're doing to our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren is just the most irresponsible and immoral thing we could possibly do, and we need to get it under control. And so, yeah, we understand we have to raise the debt limit. We're asking for some fiscal restraint that is needed so we don't put everything on future generations. Can you sell that idea to the American people? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very simple thing. Because, frankly, even what, uh, you know, if you look at it, even what they're proposing from the GOP, it doesn't go nearly as far as we'd like it to go. No. But it's it's a very simple approach, and that is, well, okay, you got to start somewhere. And that's the acknowledgement that the spending in recent years has been insane. It's gotten us to this level with inflation. Um, and now you're going to, you know, there's, there's really no way to go forward unless you acknowledge that officially and show officially some restraint, which is exactly what the house is designed to do. They control the purse strings. And if Biden just wants to sit there and say, no, 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 no. You know, one of the things he wants is, you know, I'm sure is that, because the GOP deal goes through March of next year, which will be the heart of the 24 election season. You know, it's going to be, I mean, that's going to be, um, you know, the March madness of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the primary for the GOP. And then <laughs> see how many uh, primary challengers step in on the left. But, but I'm sure the White House wants it to go past that. They want it to go past the election. But the American people want restraint. They don't want full restraint, but at least acknowledge you've got to show some. You're listening to Red Eye Radio. From the Uniden America Studios. And I'm Gary McNamara, and he's Eric Harley, 866-90-RED-EYE. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want, if you can't listen live overnight. Before we get to our audio cut of the day, um, I have to tell you, I don't know if you've, I just was looking at it again. I saw it yesterday afternoon. Did you see the video of those storm chasers in Oklahoma? Yeah. It's the closest I've ever seen anybody actually come to a tornado. It came up in my, um, the algorithm brought it to the top of my interest in on, on YouTube yesterday. And I watched it and, when, and I thought to myself, my gosh. When they were in reverse? Yeah. When they, cause they, cause you know, they're, they're kind of going crazy cause they're, they're right there. Uh, they're, I don't know exactly what direction they're headed to, but it's the, the tornado is on their right and it's. Uh, I mean, it's right there. It's right. There. I mean, they're they were a couple of hundred yards at one point from the middle of that tornado, and, and they're screaming. You know, they're because there's power flashes, and then there was a power flash right above their vehicle. You know, 
and and you're looking at debris and you're you're seeing it and you're thinking to yourself and then you know one of them says so, you know reverse hit reverse and then all of a sudden they start backing up it it is i was scared watching it knowing it had already happened I know. Knowing same it with wasn't me. live, it was and, my heart was racing. And, and then remember, they they had gone they had gone forward a little bit, and there was like that house or barn yeah, or whatever right, right there. Yeah. Then they put it into reverse. They backed up probably for a minute or so. Yeah. Then yeah. the the tornado changed direction, so they went back down the same road. Yeah. And that barn and structure completely gone. gone. I mean, I could, and at that point, I realized, yeah. my God, they may just be two hundred yards. From the middle inside of the tornado, I mean, it was there yeah. was stuff. Yeah. And then, did you see when when the wind started blowing and it, you could see the cir- you know actually the circulation right, right. was you know pulling there? And he's like screaming, you know, just slam the brakes, hold. I think they're trying to hold the brakes on so that right. the car didn't get picked up. Right. Yeah. It was as cl- I I was expecting like in Twister. Remember when the pickup truck the guy goes yeah. flying up into the tornado? Yeah. I mean, was, it was there was actually a case of that. Uh, that happened recently in one of the tornadoes in the Midwest, and it was after dark. And they did an evaluation of the video, and they realized that it was a vehicle that was, and I don't know how many feet in the air it was, but it was up in the center of the funnel going around it. You could see the headlights. They didn't know what the lights were, until after they did the evaluation on the video, they came to the conclusion that it was a vehicle. Wow. And it went around, I think, one and a half times. But you think about the weight of a vehicle. Yeah. You know, and there, there could be a number of vehicles and in, in, in looked to be in a, it was in a rural area. Um, but it, you know, it could be anything um, from uh, one of the little four-wheel off-road vehicles that also have headlights. Uh, to a number of things, and I don't know if I never I never followed up on that to see if they went back to that spot and surveying the damage to see if they could find if if the what the vehicle was, and it would be important for those who study the storms, meteorologists, and and those who study these types of storms to know what the power basically of that storm was. That the the storms night before last were were um, interesting in that. Those who were watching it, it was in a a uh, basically that zone there, uh, which included the Oklahoma City area uh, and coal, which is south of Oklahoma City, uh, that got basically devastated by that tornado. That was a low risk zone in the forecast, but you had a lot of uh, uh, meteorologists and a number of them and storm spotters who said, you know, we need to keep our eye on this. Because this could be a what they call a sleeper. That, okay, right now it looks to be, you know, a low-risk area for this kind of activity. But then it only takes the, you know, the one supercell to gather enough of the elements of uh, the strength and everything else. And, and I was watching a meteorologist who was, I went back and watched their live coverage of it and what they were, how they were describing all of the energy inside of that tornado. And in watching the videos, you know, growing up in Tornado Alley, and my gosh, isn't doesn't it seem like most of the U.S. right now is these days is Tornado Alley? 
You know, it used yeah. to be, <laughs> yeah. it used to be that uh, there was a specific zone for that. But you look at, um, you look at the videos of this of these tornadoes, and it looks, it looks like a monster coming out of the sky. I mean, it it is so threatening when you see it, and the the one video out of Oklahoma and those storm spotters. That is where it's, it's just, it's right there. It's right there. I mean, it it was. It just uh, looks like, yeah. a, it looks like a monster. It is so yeah. scary. And it, I, lo- I like when the police officer's behind them, and then you can actually see it later yeah. on in the yeah. rearview mirror. You can yeah. see the police car with the lights on, yeah. probably 500 yards behind, yeah. you know, the yeah. storm, the storm chaser. And I mean, the s- chaser spot or whatever, but I mean, right. I'm telling you, that was just, that was just frightening and i'm like i'm sorry i'm never doing that in in getting that close in one video uh and i don't know if it was accurate or not i couldn't find information on it i tried to follow up on it but in one video they showed where uh uh, law enforcement officials there in the oklahoma city area had shut down part of i-35 and the storm spotters were describing it and saying that they had done that to keep people from going further because those people would then be going into the path of mm-hmm. a tornado that was on the ground at that time. And uh, if that is accurate, uh, well, first of all, kudos to all the first responders who have to be out there and 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 helping as these storms are still and tornadoes are still on the ground. They're going. Uh, you know, up and down these roads to look for people who need the help uh, to try and warn people as well. Um, but I can't imagine. I mean, feeling you, you you look at again the power of tornadoes and and you look at the devastation that's left behind, and it's just it, it's just mind boggling. Um, how many? How much information we can still gather from it? The, the, the ability of individuals to go out and gather that information mm-hmm. is extremely important. Um, but also in that video, you see it, it extremely dangerous. Yeah, it's terrifying. It is. All right. Uh, before we get to our audio cut of the day, and it's uh, basically the Republican women all you know standing, uh, you know, standing behind the podium. Uh, after the uh, the House uh, passed the legislation to protect women and girls in sports, and it was imagery that was really needed. But there was, I, I think, this was probably the best week uh, for the the uh, debate and action against the sexist and misogynist liberal transgender activist movement, and and the promotion of basically child abuse. Uh, to this, I think, was the best week, and it's something that you and I have talked about passionately for over a a decade but this week you had uh two feminist groups that two liberal feminist groups that came out and said okay this stuff has to stop Mm -hmm. this has to stop and as we've said the liberal transgender activist movement in essence destroyed the liberal feminist movement in this country just they all just said okay when gloria steinem just threw up her hands and said no we support transgender women it was like wow yeah. Uh, it was, and we had predicted, that was one of the predictions. We, we don't make a lot of predictions. That's one of the predictions we made, but that was just logical. It was logical. If anybody yeah. can be, yeah. if anybody can be a woman, then there's no protection for 
women anymore. I mean, right. it does it, it ceases to uh, exist. Uh, you had a couple of uh, hosted ESPN come out strongly on the air and say it. You had a departing ESPN uh, uh, host. Uh, I can't think of her name at the moment, uh, uh, but uh, she came out and she talked about the fact that we want to talk about these things, but they said no politics. Mm-hmm. You know, ESPN said no politics, and then they do that whole thing on Leah Thomas. So they don't want, you know, they didn't want our politics, but they wanted their politics, and she credited the two women hosts that came out this week, uh, you know, against the liberal transgender uh, uh, activist movement. So, yeah, like I said, it's about uh, time, and you have uh, Riley Gaines has been all over the, you know, she's been all over the place. She's been everywhere uh, on this and, and challenging them. You had the volleyball uh, player mm. who uh, was hurt by the uh, trans woman in a volleyball contest. She's been out there all over the place. So this is a, you know, it's, as we said earlier, and it's really been weird, but we've been on this for over 10 years. And, you know, you look at, you know, for example, Matt Walsh, who in the last five years has really come out strong against this and probably has been, the focal point of the debate over the last five years yeah. on a national uh, uh, level. Uh, and, and you know, you and I have said it can't be men that pushes this over the top. Women have to be the, the image of what's fighting the sexism and misogyny and, the, 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 and also, as we call it, the child abuse here. Women have to come forward and women have to be united. And so scenes like you saw yesterday, and we played Representative Fox uh, before from North Carolina, who just said, we got to stop this insanity. Mm. This is Elise Stefanik yesterday uh, talking about the uh, uh, legislation to protect women and girls in sports. We are so proud to be in a House Republican majority, but I am personally proud that we elect America elected the highest number of Republican women ever. They are strong leaders in our conference and particularly on important days like today. Uh, We are so grateful for their effective advocacy to get this bill across the finish line. Today we will pass uh, this historic legislation to protect women and girls in sports. Uh, Thank you so much to the incredible work I know that there are so many personal stories, and in addition to these wonderful women members of Congress, we have tremendous women athletes who are here with us today who have talked about just the unfairness when it comes to biological males competing in women's sports. If you talk to women leaders today, so many had opportunities when it came to sports growing up. I myself played varsity lacrosse. I also rode crew in high school. And to have that uh, opportunity to learn leadership, to learn discipline, to learn teamwork, is so, so important. So this is about protecting women's sports now and into the future, and we anticipate this will be passed today, and it is a winning issue across America, standing up for the future of women and girls. We are so... Uh, And so it did pass. I think it was 219 to 203. Mm. Every single yes vote to pass it was a Republican. Every single no vote was a Democrat. Not one Democrat. Now... And it's important to understand just how radical the Democratic Party is. Yeah. Now, and we have stated this for a while on this particular issue. Every single Democrat wants men to compete against women in sports. Every single Democrat in the House believes that a biological male should be able to define what a woman is. 
Well, they certainly can't. (laughs) So the man gets to define the woman because I don't know of a Democrat lately who can define what a woman is. So they let the man uh, define a woman because the man says so. It is absolutely the most sexist, misogynist. And then when you take the entire liberal transgender activist movement with the grooming of kids, Mm -hmm. child abuse. It It is. is the most outrageous thing that I've ever seen in my time of covering politics and the Democrats now are doubling down on it. But it's, it was the best week for the opposition to fight against this immorality and insanity that the Democrats, for some reason, believe is a winning issue. And it's on the GOP to take that forward, this this voting record of what happened. Not one Democrat was willing to stand up for women. Not one. Not one. Not one. That's amazing. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Really interested to see what happens uh, today uh, with the uh, the whistleblower uh, story yeah. and now more media outlets coming out and saying the person who uh, the whistleblower says lied before Congress is the attorney general. I mean, this is so this is this is so incredibly big because now we're talking about over the last couple of weeks, uh, more evidence that the president knew about his son's business dealings. Right. We know it's about influence peddling to make the enrich the Biden family. And now the allegation would be that the attorney general is covering for influence, because that's in essence the message being sent. Right, the attorney general is lying, and the Department of Justice, under this attorney general, is lying uh, in order to protect the influence peddling of the president of the United States. Right, I don't know of a bigger political story. No, I don't, because this whistleblower could be the key to everything. And seemingly, well, you there's no doubt it's not seemingly the mainstream media. Att- has their attention on it now with this week that has shifted in a big way we'll see where it goes This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.